0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I wanna to dive into and that is chest training tips for muscle growth. But first, before I do that, I just wanna go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you're sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want to try out a body recomp approach, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I hope you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition protocol that we figure out that are keeping you from seeing the results you want to see. And again, this is more, this happens more often than people think and it holds them back more than they think. And so if you're interested in this, I have my, you can fill out the link in the show notes or click the link in the show notes to find out more information, or you can reach out to me on Instagram and we can uh, chat about this in more details Next, if you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple months. If you want to learn more about a body recomp, what it is, how to do it, my five pillars of a body recomp, and you also find out what those other common bottlenecks are, then my 75-minute masterclass on body recomp is for you, and you can find the link to that in the show notes there on that is completely free. Next, if you haven't yet, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Jeff H O E H N underscore. And that's where I'm most active on social media. And then, lastly, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. Today's topic is chest training muscle growth tips. So, this one's kind of near and dear to my heart because this was something that, you know, when I first started training, I really wanted to pulled up my chest. That was like what I was, that was like the muscle group was chest. So what did I do? Naturally, I bench, barbell bench press as heavy as I could, as often as I, I could, right? Try to always rep out my one rep max, try to get that to go up. I remember it was like, start out with 135, then go to 175, then 185, then 205, then hit that 225. And just every week would try to get a little bit more. Never really worked though. There were some weeks where I was able to do a little bit more, some weeks where I wasn't. Never really understood what was going on. But then after that, I would still just hammer away at my chest chest, right? Again, just do every machine I could do a fly variation, try German volume training, do low volume, do high reps, low reps, um, do the decline machine, do it, uh, make sure I did it one arm to hit that one aspect of my chest. But my chest really wasn't growing that much. And I did find that my chest really did lag behind everything else. Um, again, was this potentially something in my head? I don't know. Um, I also feel like my chest was a little bit underdeveloped compared to like my arms. And really, it turns out that I was just hammering away a muscle group. Just hammering away a muscle group isn't the most productive way to go about it. And so I feel, and so in today's um, episode, what I want to go over is how can we What are some chest training tips that I wish I I had back in the day and, and what I've learned over the years? And so I want to go over what those are. And so here we go. So the first one is use more dumbbells, cables, and machines versus just barbell bench. Again, I don't want to sit here and say the barbell bench is bad, but I have found from an injury management standpoint, switching to mostly dumbbells, cables, and machines has done wonders, right? Again, a lot of people complain of shoulder pain, elbow pain with when it comes to training chest. I feel like a lot of that's just a lot of these mistakes that I'm going to talk about today are things that that you can improve, but I also feel the when you use just barbells, sometimes it can wear and tear on your joints, right? Because you don't really necessarily have that freedom of how you can lift it. Whereas with like dumbbells, cables, and machines, it does allow for a little bit more variety in how you execute the lift as well. But again, so that helps with the injury management standpoint. But again, with the barbell bench, this is a lift that like... If you don't necessarily have to get stronger at that particular lift, say you're powerlifting or something like that, you really have a ton of flexibility. Just try to use more dumbbells, cables, and machines. And again, since I've done that, like I found that my shoulder pain gone and my chest is actually more developed because I've been able to align things up properly, right? So for example, you know, you take a bench press where I think a lot of times people flare their elbows out. They have that kind of very pronated grip, 90 degree angle. Whereas I found that, hey, you don't have to tuck your elbows all the way in. Going a little bit further down, having your hands not necessarily pronated or supinated, supinated, not completely pronated, but not neutral either. In between can also help line up the chest a little bit more. And again, you can't really do that with a barbell bench press, right? Machines, depending on the machine you can with cables, you can definitely line that up how you want. And then dumbbells, you also have that flexibility on this wall too there. Again, if I could go back, I would do less barbell bench press and do more dumbbells, cables, and machines. And I actually, I haven't, bar- I can't even remember the last time I barbell bench press, to be honest, it's been so long. On that, again, it's been at least two, three, four years up since, I, since I barbell bench press, and I'm very happy with my chest development. So again, if you don't have to, say you're not a power lifter, you really don't have to bench press. So you have a ton of flexibility there. So number two, don't neglect the bottom portion of the range of motion. A lot of times you will see in a bench press or whatever it is, people don't come all the way down. They just go halfway down and they come halfway up. When we do this, we're missing on that length and position, and we know that potentially the lengthened position is superior for muscle growth and so if we miss out on that lower portion of it we could be missing out on a big aspect of the of developing our chest and it makes sense why people miss out on this part this is one where really going lower and and working through that lengthened position you do have to drop the weight a little bit you're not strong in that position it's very challenging in that position so if you're just trying to go with just trying to lift as heavy as you can your body's going to And you're not paying attention to your technique or form your battery body is going to find the path of least resistance and find the easiest way to get that weight up and again that's going to be by skipping out on that part where your chest is not in a optimal position to be its strongest but that's okay again It's about placing tension on the muscle, not necessarily how much weight you lift out there on that. And again, this is where I see most people mess up on their chest training. I used to do this too to to try to get a couple extra reps. Hey, I hit 225 by four a couple weeks ago. I want to get five or six. And then you'd freaking not go all the way down and be like, all right, I got five. But it's okay. Did you actually do what you were trying to do there from a muscle growth standpoint? Drop your ego here and really try to work through that lengthen position and, and increase that range of motion. Just make sure you're not neglecting that, that bottom portion of, of the range of motion when muscle growth is your goal. Number three, utilize progressive overload. Don't just chase a pump every time or do different exercises every time you train. Pick a few exercises and get stronger and do more reps with that weight over time. So again, you stop trying to just go in and just get your pump your, your pump in your chest. Hey, this week I'm going to do all these exercises. Next week I'm going to do something completely different. Again, you might get that pump, but that's not what's going to build muscle over time. You want to make sure you utilize progressive overload. You want to make sure that you're getting stronger in the 6 to 12 rep range for these Exercises. You want to make sure that hey, two training cycles ago, I was doing sixty-five pounds by eight. Now I'm doing seventy pounds by eight. Again, that's a great sign of progressive overload there. Versus, hey, what's the what chest workout can I do that's going to get me the sickest pump today? Again, that's likely not going to lead to muscle growth over time. So we want to make sure that we are tracking our progress and we're utilizing progressive overload in our chest training. Again, I if I go back to my example, I I was trying to beat my numbers, but that was it. I just tried to beat my numbers on the bench press and just tried to top 225. That's not what what I mean, right? Again, as I said, we want to look at exercises that we're doing and are we getting stronger in that six to 12 rep range over time there with that. Number four, we want to train with about one to two reps in reserve most of the time. Don't be like me back in the day and, and try to go and go to failure every time or try your one rep max bench press once a week, right? That's going to zero RAR if you're trying to max out every single week. You know, we want to train our chest hard, but most of the time we want to try to keep one to two reps in the tank. And then every once in a while you push to zero RAR, zero RAR. So again, train your chest hard, but you don't have to go to failure every single time. You don't have to max out. Every time that's just going to lead to unproductive training and you're likely going to not see the adaptation that you want in your chest. You're just going to be overtraining it. It's never going to recover and you're going to be trying to do more and just not recovering. And then also from an injury management standpoint, again, this is where now if your chest is always fatigued, you're just doing so much, it's never recovered. Then maybe things like your shoulders start to take over elbows, other joints, other muscle groups as well too. And I feel like this was something that happened to me where, again, I tried to change my train my chest so often that now my arms started taking over, my triceps started taking over, my shoulders started taking over. And again, this is where probably a lot of times people are like, I never feel it in my chest. Could be the the exercise selection, but also if you're always maxing out on it, that could be part of the issue there. So again, we we don't want to be soft with our chest training, but we also don't need to go to failure every single time. One or two reps away from failure is still very hard training. What's that going to look like? You're still Things are still slowing down. You're still going to have to get uncomfortable. You're still going to have to really watch your technique and you're still going to be challenged by one to two RIR. But we don't want to always get to that point where you can't get another rep all the time. Otherwise you risk injury, injury and again, just being under recovered and not actually adapting to your training. Number five, train it about one to three times per week. I think two is the sweet spot for most people. If you want to have a period of time where you ramp up chest training, you could potentially go up to three. Or if you don't care about growing your chest or it's super responsive to muscle growth, then one one time per week is great. I think one to three times for the chest in particular is that sweet spot and probably closer to one to two for most people there on that. Obviously, if you train it three times a week, you're probably going to have to really make sure you don't go to failure. And that's again where I, I feel like that two times per week, you can really, you can push The volume, but you can also push the intensity as well, and you're still going to be recovered there on that. And again, that just gives you the best kind of the best amount of volume there. If we can train it twice a week, so try to train that. Train your chest one to three times per week. Again, if you want to do more chest training, maybe your chest is a little less responsive. It recovers fairly quickly. Then you could go to three again. Just watch that intensity there on that. Uh, Most people are going to fall in two times per week. Again, that allows you to be able to push the intensity, um, but also get in a good amount of volume in that process. And then one time per week, you would use it if, again, you're not really concerned about your chest, or maybe it's like just super responsive to uh, muscle growth. For example, my legs, they're very responsive to muscle growth. They're not a area that I'm like, hey, I really want to build up anymore. Therefore, I train it about once a week, right? So again, same thing would happen with your chest there with that. Uh, Again, when you train it once a week, the downside is that but my, your, volu- your overall volume might take a hit, right? Because Just because training any more than about eight to 10 sets in one workout for a chest, just what's that quality like after that? So again, you are limited there. If you train it once a week, you are limited in terms of how much volume you can get in. If you train it twice a week, this will probably look like something like a Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday aspect, and that will give you enough time to recover. I do find that when you do train chests one to two RIR and again if you make sure you train that lengthened position i do find that the chest at least for me and generally from other people from what i hear is does take a little bit longer to recover right so you do probably want to make sure you take at least 2 days in between your next session see how you see how your body responds and how your chest uh, actually responds but i would say 2 days in between is likely where you want to be on that because again chest is definitely one of those muscle groups that tend to just take a little bit longer to recover and they do get they have the higher likelihood of getting sore, right? Whereas like you take your lats or biceps, I feel like those muscle groups just, they're a little bit tougher to get sore. And therefore you can potentially, or delts, you could, and something like that, you could potentially do a little bit more frequency there on those. Six, about six to 15 sets per week, I think is solid. Again, this is if you're training about one to two RIR most of the time, and then zero every once in a while and focused on progressive overload, this should be enough for your chest, six to 15 sets. Again, is there a period of time where you could potentially push higher than 15 sets in a week? Yes. I just find that once you get to that point and you're training about one to two RIR, again, this is where now you're under, you're not recovering. And then things like elbows, shoulders, joints, like around there and and the limbs and arms start to take a hit. So I think that six to 15 set per week is solid, right? And again, if we think about what I just said, where, hey, once you get to about eight to 10 sets per workout, I think any more than that. The quality is going to go down at that point. So if you think about that, we train it twice a week. That's anywhere from three to to eight sets per session, right? That's going to get us to this six to 15 sets um, per week there. So again, it could be something where, hey, one's eight sets per workout, six to eight sets, and then one's three to four, right? When you're good to go there on that. If you do have to do more than six to 15 sets, you might want to look at your technique slash execution, right? So again, this is me going back to what I felt like I needed to do a ton of chest work. I was doing one rep maxes. My technique wasn't fantastic. I wasn't necessarily worried about facing the most stimulus on my chest. It was all about how much I could lift, right? So that obviously needed work. So therefore I had to do more chest work overall. Intensity. If I'm starting to do eight to 10 sets per workout, And then I keep trying to do more. It's like, you're not really going to get that good stimulus. So you feel like you need to do more and more exercises. Again, exercise selection. We go back to barbell bench press. I felt it in my triceps. I felt it in my shoulders, right? So it's okay. Yeah, I'm doing all this work, but how much stimulus am I actually putting on my chest? Right? So finding exercises that really hit your chest is going to be key there. Oh, Hey, I need to Get that pump so my rest times were probably a bit shorter because my rest times were shorter i probably needed to do more sets to account for that and then you do these sets when you're fatigued because you're not resting enough you're probably not getting close to failure so that intensity is not there so it's this trickle down effect but i feel if you dial in your execution your intensity is again it's not always a zero rar it's around one to two rar it's not five plus rar you're finding exercises that fit you you're resting enough when you need to unless you have a plan like rest, pause, drop set, I think six to 15 sets is where you're going to end up for most people. So again, if you find that you need more than that, you definitely want to look at these things that I've talked about. All right. So we have a couple more here. So next we want to do a flat press, an incline press and a fly variation at some point in the week. And honestly, my thoughts on this have changed too. You probably want to do something that is fairly declined on this wall too. I don't think that's uh, necessarily a bad idea. So again, we and it's all about how you execute the lift, right? So this doesn't mean you have to do a decline bench press. You could do a decline cable press or cable fly press, right? Where you're going high to low. You could do, we want to do some sort of incline press where we're going low to high there. That's going to hit a little bit more upper chest. We want to do some fly variation, right? That's really going to weight that and uh, position. And then a, a flat press as well as could get a little bit more mid to, to lower chest. If you are short on time, I would stick to an incline variation because that's been shown to hit all areas of the chest more than just like a flat or decline setup. And right now, one of my favorite variations is like a dumbbell fly press hybrid because, again, it gets that deep stretch, but it also gets the the, the pressing aspect of it and you can do it incline you can do it flat you could do it decline as well too so like a decline cable fly press again you're we're, we're high going high to low there on that so again it doesn't necessarily have to be the decline where you're <laughs> laying your feet are up in the air and it's impossible to get the weights uh to where you need to be and this again is where you can utilize things like cables and whatnot there on that so again we just want to make sure that we I don't think you need to overly stress what areas to hit, but if you wanted to, be like, and, and what I mean by that is regional hypertrophy, where it's like, hey, you you need to do an incline, you need to do a fly. I do think that is probably the like meal timing of meal timing being like, hey, for your nutrition, overall calories are most important, then like macros, and then like the timing of it is like third most important, right? I would say same thing here. okay. Hey, if you're training with proper intensity, you're picking better exercises, you're you're not overdoing training, that's going to be your most important variables. But from there, if you want to continue to uh, improve your chest, this is where you would make sure that hey, you're you are starting to hit all aspects of it. So again, just wanted to make sure that you do get some variety there. So like what you wouldn't want to do though is you have a chest workout and it's hey okay, you're going to do flat press and you're going to do flat bench press and then you're going to do a a a fly that's also flat. And then you do a cable press chest press that's also straight out in front of you um, as well too, right? You you do want to make sure you get some sort of uh, variety in there within that. And then lastly, probably want to train the chest in about the six to 12 rep range most of the time. This doesn't mean you can't go outside of this range, but I feel like with the chest, that is a muscle group that responds very well to that six to 12 rep range. And honestly, probably even closer to six to eight, six to 10 rep range. Anybody who's trained chest regularly can, will probably feel the same. I think anything over 12 to 15 reps in chest is, I just, I feel like it's just not a great stimulus. Um, from there. So really try to avoid those like really high rep ranges um, with chest. I just feel like they don't respond well. So this is how you could break up your chest training. six to, The 6 to 12 rep range, you could do 80 to 100% of the time. The 1 to 5 rep range, you could do 0 to 20% of the time. And then the 12 plus rep range, anywhere from 0 to 10% of the time. And why did I say 0 to 20 on the 1 to 5? I do think the chest is a muscle group that probably responds a little bit better to heavier-ish loads, and then 0 to 10 on the 12 to plus because I just feel like it doesn't respond as well to lower loads. Again, individual differences for sure. Like You need to see what you respond best to, what you enjoy, and what you can stick with. Um, Injuries would certainly be uh, something that would make me reconsider this. And personal preference, but that's how I would do it. So again, spend more time that six to twelve rep range. I talked about initially how I would one rep max all the time. I was probably doing fifty percent in the one to five rep range, right? So again, the six to twelve rep range, and we can even dial this down into six to eight rep range for the chest. That's what I typically like to program for chest training. So that is it for this episode. I hope this uh, gave you some ideas on how you could improve your chest training. That's it for now. If you have any questions on this topic, you can reach out to me on Instagram, and I will chat with you next time.